welcome to our continuing life adventures of our Fishing Without Bait adventure. Mike, this is quite a journey we've been on, arriving at the present. Yes, it has been. Some of us have had to travel a long way. Not in miles, Mike, however, but in time. So, so quite often when some of us are so far into the future and so far into the past, it's quite an arduous journey. What a, what a trip it is to, to arrive at the present. It feels like, it feels like you, even though you've only gone maybe to work or maybe been at home or maybe been with family, that you've, uh, you've done that long haul for the holidays, perhaps, and even more so. Have you ever, during your life, have you ever heard someone say to you, or maybe perhaps you've said to someone, Earth the mic, Earth the mic, can you come back? Uh, very much so. Uh, a lot of times when my wife is talking with me, and uh, I'm not very responsive. I'm just not there. I, and I am very, uh, and I tell her, I'm just not here right now. That's acknowledgement and that's <laughs> awareness. However, for everyone's purpose, let's, let's pretend that we're in the present moment, that everyone out there is in the present and we'll try to shut off the distractions and uh, let's, uh, let's pretend that our trips have been canceled into the past and the future, at least for the next few minutes. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, again, what I'd like to uh, go back to and talk about uh, the reviewing the basic concepts of uh, when we're in recovery from time traveling. And those concepts are honesty, open-mindedness, and the willingness to try. When we talk about acceptance, I again refer back to our friend uh, Fritz Perls, who was the uh, founder of Gestalt Theory, uh, who spoke of acceptance as permitting yourself an openness, which of course is honesty, and awareness, which is mindfulness, to feel about who you are rather than who you are not. So quite often, Mike, how often do we do we concentrate, do we think about who we are not rather than who we are? Oh, with the grass is always greener on the other side or in another person's body or situation. So how much how often do you say I am not this and I am not that? Oh, very often. Was, hey, I, I often looking around at other people in, in, in similar industry as me and say, man, I wish I had what that guy has, you know, and then and then I step back and say, well, maybe it's not always cracked up to be when you get to that point. Absolutely. So again and again, Mike, we speak of ceasing to struggle against our thoughts. We, we speak, continually speak of ceasing to fight against anyone or anything, which means no blocking, no suppression. So, Mike, have you ever have you ever seen anyone in quicksand? In the movies. In the movies, and what what generally happens in quicksand? What what's a natural reaction for someone when they get into quicksand? Is a sort of scramble and move towards towards solid ground. You struggle, don't you? Yes. You struggle. So quite often, when we get involved in these negative thoughts, thinking about who we are not rather than who we are, we struggle. And you've seen people struggle in quicksand, have you not? Perhaps on, not in real life, however. What generally happens? They, they sink. They fall. Yes, they think. They, they think, okay? It's natural to struggle. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a natural to struggle. It's a defense mechanism, is it not? However, when we're caught in that quicksand, and quicksand is made up 90% of water, is it not? So again, how do we how do we get out of that? How do we do that? So let's uh, let's take this for an example. Let's take a martial arts exercise, okay? When I don't know if you've ever been involved or watched martial arts, when someone comes up and grabs you from behind, 
Someone comes up and grabs you from behind. What's your natural tendency? Your natural tendency would be squirm and struggle. And what would they do? They would just increase the grip all that stronger, would they not? So one of the martial arts techniques is when you're grabbed from behind is to make yourself completely limp to lessen the pressure on that person's arm so you can possibly slip out of it. Okay. So, and again, the idea is when you're in the quicksand, when you cease struggling, when you lay flat and you accept the quicksand like the water and you can actually float on it, you can actually make small movements and use the quicksand's uh, fluidity against it and, and get out of it. Okay. So what we, what we do is, what, through the mindfulness, what we do, Mike, is we talk about doing what is the opposite of our instinct, which is one of the reasons why mindfulness is such a difficult, it's a wonderful concept to talk about, is it not? And however, putting it in practice is, is, another, is another story. Right. It's, uh, a lot of these are really good ideas, and then people have trouble, you know, it's fine to put them in practice when everything's going well, but what happens when something falls off the rails, something unexpected happens, which is the moment where these practices are, you know, mean the most. Sure. And when you were a child, have you ever seen a Chinese finger trap? When you put your finger in and the harder you pull, the tighter it gets. How do you get out of a Chinese finger trap? Don't you just kind of relax and, and Indeed you it gets do. out? You relax, put your fingers together, and take one out at a time. However, when we naturally, if we're caught in a trap, what's, what's our natural tendency? To, to wriggle and pull at, at, at every, every way that you can. To wriggle and pull and to struggle, mm -hmm. to struggle. And the more we struggle, the more we get caught. And it's the same way with our, with our thoughts, Mike. If we are not mindful and aware of them, able to label them, we struggle and we get caught just like quicksand and just like in a Chinese finger trap. Okay. So I'm going to refer back to our, uh, to our good friend Krishna Panjala in, in his great book, The Ape and the Pig. So remember, remember what we talk about the ape is, avoiding painful experiences. And the pig is pursuing instant gratification. And mainly we do that through, our, through struggling, through struggling. And this is the type of psychological pain that we inflict upon ourselves. Uh, Mike, I'm going to refer to an uh, article by a young lady by the name of Katie Paul. And it's uh, entitled, How to Survive Quicksand. And it's a guide to uh, uncomfortable feelings. And I have, the, I have the website that you can refer to. And what does... Uh, what does she talk about? She talks about uh, a simple acronym called NAME, okay? And the N, of course, is to notice, to be aware, the mindfulness, to be aware of what, what is going on around you, to be aware of the thoughts without struggling against them. Uh, so the second one, the A in the name, would be acknowledge it by name. Give it a name. Give it power. Give it, give it the emotion that it is, whether it's sadness and describe the sadness, everything about it. So what we want to do is rather than struggle against that feeling, struggle against that thought, we want to make room for it. So quite often what we want to do is force it out of our body, force it out of our mind. However, we can't deal with it unless we make room for it, acknowledge it, and bring it into our body. And the next thing what we want to do is to expand awareness. What, what that means is 
to sit back and become the observer, Mike, and find out whether there's other feelings or emotions present. So when you're when you're feeling sad, that's an overwhelming feeling, isn't it? And that that's kind of consumed, and you and you struggle against that sadness. So how often, when don't we step back and become aware of other thoughts and feelings and emotions that may be surrounding you? So think of a think of a little time that where you've been sad, Mike. Okay. Think of a time when you've been sad. Uh, perhaps it was perhaps it was at a funeral. Perhaps when you lost a job, uh, lost a uh, romantic relationship, uh, anything like that. Okay, so that that you're consumed there, and you're struggling against that. However, is everything in your life bad? No, just that one thing. And no matter how uh, significant you feel like that one thing is, you still have the rest of your life, uh, the rest of the things in your life. Indeed. So if you turn your mind. Should you turn your mind and notice the other emotions, thoughts, and feelings that are there, they are not of sadness. No. However, we're not we're not forcing we're not forcing the, the sadness out. We're making more we're making actually making more room for it by acknowledging the other things that are present. So, Mike, I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you a question. Why do we continue to do things that don't work in our lives? Is it the, the, the definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? True, true. <laughs> so some, some things in our life do work, but we seem to be so stubborn, don't we? Right. We seem to have our minds set, unable to have the open-mindedness, the honesty, or the willingness to try. Right. So in our next uh, podcast, Mike, we're going to just open this sub, I'll just open this subject up. So in our next podcast, podcast what we're going to do is we're going to explore this concept of why we do what we what does not work and take this mindfulness a step further to learn how you can incorporate it in your life to learn how to perhaps to live a life out loud to live a life of meaning in every single moment until then we'll speak again please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.